Well, Matt, I finally found a good place to eat in Bella Vista. Oh, where's uh, where? Where's that? Uh, it's called Harps. It's a grocery <laughs> store. That's the best food they got in Bella Vista, Arkansas. Yeah, no, that's that kind of tracks. Yeah, uh, there's a Sonic. Yeah, and then there's Harps. Yeah, and at Harps you can get sushi. <laughs> you can get grocery store sushi. And what I'm what I've realized is that you can come down to grocery store sushi. Uh-huh. You're like. Grocery store sushi is only bad if real sushi is attainable. Uh-huh. But if you ain't got real sushi, oh, yeah. grocery store sushi will do. It'll do. It'll do just fine. It, well, and also if all of the if all of the other food is bad, how bad can grocery store sushi be? And that's that's what I've realized yeah. is is how bad any food is really has to do a lot yeah. with what it is surrounded by. I guarantee you the food at Cafe USA is not as good as the grocery store. Don't sushi. you be talking about my Cafe USA <laughs> like that. All right? Do not talk about Cafe USA with that kind of attitude. What a theme for a restaurant in America. Yeah. It's it's called the, their slogan is America's best. America's best restaurant is a tiny cafe in, in a strip mall in Bella Vista, Arkansas. In a Arkansas. strip mall in Bella Vista, Arkansas. Guess what? It's right next to. It shares a parking lot with Harps, the grocery <laughs> store where I now get my sushi. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. I am Matthew Martins. And I am here in the same room with my friend Hunter Donaldson. We are in the same room. Hello, it it. is me. It is Hunter. And we have arrived together. Uh, We will be in the same room for a number of weeks. (laughs) So look forward to uh, more energy. uh, Talking faster. Uh Weirder edits because I don't get to edit out as many things as I'd like because our audio bleeds into each other's microphones. Oh, yeah. We don't have a studio set up here, everybody. We are just just in a little office room in Matt's house. The room where my cat pees is where we are today. Yeah. Pat Uh, uh, uses the bathroom here, and so do we, if you know (laughs) what I'm saying. Today, uh, we are ranking... Uh, okay, here's what happened. Uh, there's a there's at the beginning of this season we did a draft. Uh, mm-hmm. We picked a bunch of '90s PC games to talk yep, about. Yep. We do off-topic games that are not '90s PC games. We picked a bunch of like new releases and some other games that just like I wanted to play. Uh-huh. And one of the things we made room for was we well, interesting. Well, my, we. one of my one of my nominations yeah. was uh, indie game of the moment. Right. Which was just to say every year this happens, right? Some game comes out that the indie games are not like as hyped up and usually a game just suddenly comes out and it's all the rage and everybody's talking about it and that's the the game we got to, you know, we got to talk about this yeah, year. Yeah, so Matt couldn't decide, so he just said maybe I'll decide later. Yeah. Um and then there was no indie <laughs> game of the didn't moment. Happen. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. It was like the second you were like there's always an indie game of the moment. Yeah. And then that just didn't, There no game came out that was like that. I would say arguably the closest we have so far is Dredge. Dredge maybe. is a very popular game. Uh, I think maybe too, maybe I, I have not paid close enough attention to like when these indie games of the moment really hit their stride. Like, is it a, do they time for holiday releases? I don't know. No, Anyways. I, no, I'll tell, I'll explain it to you. It's very, it's, here's what it is. It's not going to happen this year, Matt, because the big games are actually taking up all of the oxygen. Yeah, yeah. And last year, all there was really to speak of was Elden Ring earlier in the year. Yeah. So indie games had most of the year to right. take up time in your calendar, which right. is why we had like Vampire Survivors and Citizen Sleeper get talked about so much because after everyone played Elden Ring, what else were they going right. to play? It was yeah. kind of a bunk year besides Elden Ring. Right. Whereas this year, you know, we've already had. Dead Space remake, Resident Evil 4 remake. We've had Last of Us Part 1 remake. We've got remakes of other survival horror games coming. (laughs) Um, Everybody, we're going back to the drawing board with survival horror to do it again. We've got uh, a little game called The Legend of (laughs) Zelda. Zelda's. Tears of my dad or whatever. (laughs) Like my dad's Street Fighter 6. There's so so many games. Yeah. It's actually wild. It's been a big year for AAA games. So the little guys, I think, are having trouble breaking through because everybody's busy playing through all their AAA experiences. So instead, I just picked the, the one indie game that charmed me 
Just me. Just you. Just the game I wanted to play. Yeah. I just wanted to check it out. What I think is so funny about it is it's not even like an indie indie game. I know. It is a triple A indie, indie game. game. Yeah. It's it a is studio. a Breath of the Wild like yeah. indie game. Right. So it's not even like some cute little interesting idea. Or it is cute. I should say it is yeah. cute. But it's cute a- aesthetically, not like here's like a like a nifty weird idea. Yeah. It is almost an Ubisoft game yeah, absolutely. as far as how it plays. Right, right. Yeah. Chia is a game that is by a, a relatively new studio called Awaseb. It's about 12 people in the studio, which is, I mean, I think that's where we hit that, like Hunter's saying, that's like a big indie studio. Like, that's that's on the larger side. I don't know how big indie studios are anymore, though, yeah, because sure. everybody has so much, like, financing. Yeah. What I mean more is the, the output, the, the scale, product. Right. I, if anything, I'm trying to flatter these 12 people by saying that it feels like they made a AAA Yeah. Uh, experience or something at least that I compare more to other AAA experiences. Like we're not going to talk about like a short hike today. Yeah. <laughs> like this <laughs> right. is like an open world game. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Full on open world experience. Yeah. Uh, and the story of Chi is development is essentially that Awaseb, uh, the the main uh, creative leads behind it are from an island in the Pacific called New Caledonia, and this whole game is just a love letter to New Caledonia. This is a game about New Caledonia, so much so that, I mean, it, it, it like, shoves that down your throat. Like, it wants to make very clear that this game is meant as a sort of piece about New Caledonia. I think even the, like, the, the loading screen, like, when you boot up the game, it's yeah. like, Chia, a game about New Caledonia. Yeah, it really <laughs> shoves it down your throat, everybody. It's, it's like, aggressive. It's in your face. It's like, New Caledonia is... <laughs> it's, it's basically... Just a tool for tourism uh, <laughs> to get you to go there. Actually, a video game would be horrible for that because yeah. it's like, I've already been, I've there. been there. You know what I mean? I've now done it. You took me there. <laughs> I've, I've done seen it. New Caledonia is interesting. It's got a PlayStation 2 style cities in it. That's something about New Caledonia, <laughs> I can say, yeah. that I learned. It has PS2 type uh, <laughs> like cityscapes, uh-huh. which is interesting uh-huh. and, and not an insult. But sometimes people say that on the internet like an insult. Uh, I'm, you know, let's go back to PS2 graphics in my, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think Chia plays like a, like a PS3 launch title. Game. Oh, okay. That's the, that that's sounds meaner than I what hit. I said. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe so. It's, it, to me, it is, I think it's like, I mean, it's better, obviously it's somewhat modern graphics. I, actually, one thing I want to get out of the way is Hunter and I both played this actually on, on my PS4. Which is a shame. Which actually. is a real that shame. Is a bummer. Uh, this game was clearly just barely put on the ps4 but it is for pc and ps5 uh which honestly i don't know why i don't think it's that you know like i don't think the graphics are that intense that it shouldn't be able to be handled by the ps4 but i mean we ran into some there's some chunks yeah i mean it's 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 very it plays very stuttery on the ps4 we should note this is a ps4 base model i don't know if the ps4 pro probably would would fare better i but see i don't again it it might just be optimization. Yeah. I don't know when a game is just not optimized for the platform I'm playing it mm-hmm. on or if it truly is like too difficult for the PS4 to run because I don't know the PlayStation 4 runs Final Fantasy 7 remake just fine. Right. And what you just played that I, yeah. with no issues, Ran right? Smooth as butter. Yeah, yeah, so like I I I think a PS4 could play Chia, but it's probably that, you know, it, it anytime you're I feel like people are making a game, they're like, "Oh, we want it on every platform and maybe one of those platforms is like the worst one yeah and i would say with chia it seems like ps4 might be the the worst available i I didn't see a lot of complaints online about chia not running well but it really doesn't want well well it seems like nobody's actually reviewed it for the ps4 basically the the vibe i mean on metacritic it doesn't show a score for the ps4 version it shows a score for the ps5 and i mean i don't know how metacritic works but regardless i think this speaks to sort of one of the things that's hard to get past with chia is I think it it the ways in which it feels like an indie game are usually in the limitations the developers maybe seem to just be ignoring that they have compared mm-hmm. to I think like the most successful indie games we can think of lean hard into their limitations accept those for what they are and make something despite that yeah. Chia feels like a game where they wanted to make a triple A open world game. They yeah. obviously didn't have that budget, so a bunch of things sort of get held back the entire time. Yeah, it it it's an open world experience, but I'm not really sure why. 
it is mm-hmm. one. I that that's what I would say is like there's a lot of um exploration, there's a lot of traversal, and there's a lot of really interesting traversal too. Right. But I'm not when it sort of has an Ubisoft problem of like it feels a little bit unmotivated yeah. as far as open world stuff goes. And I'm wondering if it maybe would have fared better if it were a more linear experience. Um, because there's a lot mechanically that I feel like is interesting theoretically. Like, for example, let's go ahead and uh, start unloading what what uh, Chia can do. So Chia has like a special eye yep. that allows her to uh, like become one with animals and some objects, right. although not all objects. Um, and it kind of it's it's basically Super Mario Odyssey, right? Yeah. Like like yeah. you're you're possessing this, and then you can also kind of like jump out and kind of chain. There's this very goofy thing you can do where you you can be a rock, and then you can throw yourself forward and then launch out of the rock and then reselect the rock and you just keep. Yeah, you, it's like a quadruple jump you can do. You can basically be a flying rock. You yeah. can just fly across the entire island as a rock. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty wild. There's also some like sailing me- uh, mechanics in it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of interesting traversal is yeah. essentially my point. There, What there isn't, in my opinion, is a lot of interesting things to interact with in uh, in that world. Yeah. And I, need, I mean specifically interaction. The vistas yes. are unbelievable right um when the ps4 is not freaking out <laughs> but and i would imagine on the on the pc and ps5 where it's probably a lot more stable that the vistas are super yep. impressive uh, if the goal was to make me want to go to new caledonia then uh, massive success right game. yeah i do i think that's the whole thing is as as like a as a i think the music is incredible i lo- like there's so many moments where it it loads you out of a this is part of that ps2 nature you finish a cutscene. And then it just loads you somewhere. You're like, oh, how did I get? I was just talking to her, but now I'm on my. Now I'm over here on my yeah, boat, and it's yeah. just like, well, we're just skipping to the next part of the thing yeah, or yeah. whatever. But then you're like on your boat. It loves to do this. It does this multiple times in the game, where it's like you finish a portion, and it throws Chia back on her boat, sailing towards the island. Yeah. But we set you about a minute away from the island because we just want you to coast and listen to some really cool jams for a minute. And that's right. all you can do. That's like, you're going over there, yeah. but we put you too far away so that you have to listen to this song for a little bit. And I think, like, I love that aspect of it. I love how much this game is sort of a game that likes to waste your time in a in a interesting way. I mean, obviously, I've, I've always talked about I don't like it when games waste my time. But also, Chia is asking for, like, eight hours total of your time and it's gonna just sort of languish like you could beat chia in probably four hours i think the long plays on youtube are just like four hour long things you can just knock out this game really fast if you want to yeah especially if you ignore the open world right because it will just tell you like here's where to go right to do the next and you very much can ignore the open world because honestly there's not that much gripping you mechanically yeah to to do i mean except for just wanting to see environment you know if you just want to check out stuff because you like their art design, that's all that's going to propel you forward in the open world exploration, despite being a game that seem- seemingly focuses on interesting ways to get around the environment. You know, it's, it's sort of specifically pushing against other open world games uh, in, in how you get around. It's, it's saying you can, you can get around very fast if you want to, or you can like take your time and just hop on your boat or whatever. But we didn't really put anything in between <laughs> or even at the destination uh, so to me, the structure of it, and I think when the game is the most gamey and, and I think to Hunter's point of like how it didn't need to be one big open world is realistically, Chia sort of consists of four islands, two very big islands mm-hmm. and two very small islands. And there are certain sections of the game where you're just on the very small islands and it's kind of like, oh, I could just like hundred percent this little island and get everything in there. And there's not even that much and it wouldn't take that long and I right. can really experience it. And I think that's where the game shines because you're just like, I get to actually just check out all of the art that they put into this. But when you go to the big islands, even within that, the game is really just like, you're just on this island right now. You can go to the other island, but there is literally nothing for you to do over there. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing. There's no side quests you could accomplish. Right. There's just collectibles you could get. There are There's things on the map that you can go get. Yeah. But none of it serves any broader goal. Your goal is over here on this island, and we've marked the things we want you to do, and those will activate the cutscenes we want you to watch to experience the game we wrote for you, or whatever. And I think that's the point, is it's like, 
it's open world only because the developers had sort of this desire to make it feel like a real plot. Like it's supposed yeah. to feel like New Caledonia. New Caledonia. It's yeah. supposed to be like, you, if you want to, you can just chill here. And, and a lot of the game is about the accessibility of everything. They've given you access to everything at every given moment because they don't actually care if you play the game. So much so that when you pause the game, there's an option to just skip the gameplay segment. You could just watch this game. You yeah, can just watch all the cuts in this play game, it. and and the game is chill with that. You can skip all the cutscenes. There's a musical sequence. Hey, you, well, if you're skipping the gameplay and the cutscenes, I'm not really. Sure I think it's hilarious. The, the idea of a Chia speed run would not be any gimmicks to the game. It would just be pausing, skipping, pausing, How skipping, quickly pausing, you can skipping. Click skip. <laughs> Whoever can click skip the most will will get through the entire game. Right. Yeah, that actually is a hilarious speed run, and we should start that as a as a thing. Uh, as the skip run for right. Chia. Um, yeah, it is funny that you can skip. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it is a game that it, it, we're talking about a game that is, um, very, it's sincere. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I would say kind of precious. It is, uh, a, it is about a beautiful place. Yeah. But it is also, I would say, lacking in any kind of like tension. Right. Um, and I feel like there's this kind of design problem that, I feel like people have been thinking about for a really long time, which is like, I think something that kind of, ro and when Roger Ebert was like, games are not art or whatever, <laughs> I feel like one of the things he was clicking into, a lot of people hated whenever he said that, but one, if you actually read what he was saying, it was kind of interesting because like games have this problem of like, well, okay, what is going to be the most interesting uh, for the player? Yeah. Um, and that's why uh, like violence is like uh, kind of up there. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> right. like violence creates interesting choices for the player all the time. It's like kind of uh -huh. a shortcut to interesting stuff. Right. Uh, but that is now a problem because wh why do we just need a million games that are just about like different violent scenarios? Right. right. And it's not really because like, I mean, I think, I think kind of the lame take is like, well, it's because people are just violent. I think it's more like, I, I don't know. Game designers are trying to make interesting games. Right. So, how, like, if if violence makes that easier, then you know, et cetera, we'll et cetera. Yeah. Um. But Chia, I think, would be an example to me of like, I would, I would say, Undertale does a really good job of like, this is gonna be a game where, um, we're gonna meditate on maybe like, n like not violence, yeah. basically. Uh, and I hope I didn't just spoil that game. But uh, <laughs> Chia, I feel like, is a game where it's like, there's not gonna be violence really per se. Although there, there actually is kind of some, but uh. As far as what the character can do, there's not like combat or yeah. whatever. Um, but I feel like it, it, it kind of then that creates like a bit of a gap, right? Like, like there should be there should be something filling in that that place for the player that I think like combat would be, right? Um, like I would say a game that does this quite well would be The Outer Wilds, mm -hmm. uh, which is a game that isn't completely uh, bereft of of violence. But it it doesn't really have combat, yeah. uh, and is about exploration. But that game, you are going from from place to place, and you're trying to piece together a very complicated puzzle, yeah. an interconnected right. puzzle. Right. Chia, I feel like I I don't know. You know, it feels lame to say like, oh, it should have just had puzzles. Like no, that feels like almost what I'm saying. That, but what I'm saying is, there's like a gap, right? And it's like, what could have filled that Chia, gap? Chia's answer to that is like, I don't know, man. It's just about vibing out. But it's like, but yeah. you are a video game. Right. You and it's, are and it's, a video game that I'm meant to And it's not just a vibe with. game. It's a, yeah. it's a triple A, like, yeah. Breath of the Wild-like yes. video game feeling. It's Obviously, it's not a triple A game. But you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it, it is, it is, it's giving Breath of the Wild. So, I, what, why, why is there not, like something interesting for me to do right. it feels like that's that's right. that's my my i, problem I think you. this game is held back by your expectations of the format basically sure. and, and 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 it's execution as well but like for me i i was sort of i i've seen questions on our discord of like why are we what why did you guys want to do this game so i kind of want to speak to that of like what i i was just deeply interested in that this thing got to be made. I think that's just really great that like just this studio wanted to make this thing about this place they love. They they did a huge amount of work in uh sending their team who is from Montreal. Uh but again, like the 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 chief creatives are from New Caledonia originally. 
they spend a lot of time in New Caledonia. Mm -hmm. All of the voice cast is uh, people from New Caledonia. Yeah. The whole game is spoken in French and Drehu, the two languages of New Caledonia. Uh, like all of the music is recorded by musicians from New Caledonia. It, it is really, I mean, I'm, I, as far as I can tell, and this is all from the promotional materials provided by Awaseb, so who knows? But right. the vibe you get is that New Caledonia, the island itself, and all the people there are so stoked that this thing gets to be out there in the world. Yeah. And presented to people. And that rules. And that rules. And that's that that's why I wanted to pick it up. And and from that point forward, for me, it almost didn't matter what the game was to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah. Because for me, I'm just like, I just want to be I, they wanted to share this with me, and I would like to do that. I would like to engage with the thing they shared with me, basically. So I do think I spent a lot of this game being like, yeah, there's nothing to do, but I'll just do what they have there in front of me. And that's that's all right with me. I yeah. think um, like one example of that is there is a whole um, uh, music like mini game to this. And music is like very kind of important to the whole game at large. And it has a sort of Wind Waker uh uh, Ocarina of Time quality where you have your ukulele but as you go through the game your ukulele gets powered you can change the time yeah, of does, day you can do things you can yeah. summon animals towards you that then you then inhabit and go do stuff like you get a bunch of powers with your ukulele uh, but within even that is your ability to sit down at a campfire and literally just play the ukulele it has an entire like chord scale like you you can play just a full ukulele <laughs> on it uh, because the developers wanted to focus on letting you distract yourself with a thing that just doesn't matter at all. Uh, and I think that's a lot of the elements of this game is like, yeah, it doesn't matter at all. But if you wanted to get into that, I, I think the, the failing is that not all of those components are uh, like meaningfully uh, made uh, or are, are not are not like designed as well as they could be. The, the ukulele being the chief example, because when you have to do a song, when it's actually like, OK, time to. This this sequence when it's like a rhythm is game. a rhythm game. Uh, well, at the very least, on the PS4, sometimes it breaks. It just busts wide open, and it it is unplayable because the stuff is coming through in a way that you cannot uh, look at it. Like yeah, it, uh, my, mine broke on like two songs. But even outside of that, sometimes it's just wildly hard because it's not a very good rhythm game. It doesn't signpost like when you're supposed to hit the button especially well, and it's it you know. It's not a rock band. It's just sort of a, a, a half rhythm game attached onto the rest of this game. And what the developers put in there is like, well, if you don't want to play the rhythm game, it doesn't matter. And also, you, don't, you can't fail at the rhythm game. In fact, Chia doesn't have a fail state at all at any point in the entire game. There is no fail state. You can mm -hmm. run out of stamina and Chia will pass out and wake up at a campfire, but it does nothing to your progress. It does nothing to anything that was going on. Um, but within these musical sequences, you can just not play them which is what I ended up doing. And then it's just kind of a nice little cinematic of you watching all of these people sing and dance together. And what I found even the, the most significant to me within that and the, and the moment that sort of clicked with me of like, I don't think these developers care if I play this game or do anything is when I was trying to play the songs, they are so active that you can't read the lyrics to the, like there's subtitles on if you're, uh, only an English speaker, you have to have the subtitles on. None of this game is in English. But I cannot play the song in the way the game wants me to play and also at the same time know what's being said by the song. That is impossible. That is an impossible task because your the, eyes are, the, on, your eyes are looking yeah, at the, the, at the rhythm the game. And I just found that like very odd. Like their priority was the song and then they slapped on this rhythm game because they're like, well, something interactable has to be in here and and we enjoy music and we want music to be a part of the, this living world but that's where that limitation comes up it feels like they didn't get to fully develop like a very involved rhythm game that's where that indie quality comes in of like they had this big ambition and they were held back by their probably limited budget and they didn't work within the means of their budget they just pushed it up to its limit and then stopped is how it f feels yeah i mean but also like I don't think the, I mean, I think the rhythm game component is meant to be there just like for, for texture. You don't even actually have to play right. the songs. You can just turn it on. In fact, if you play them really poorly, it automatically kicks you off. Oh, of does the it? Ukulele. <laughs> it says you need to stop. Yeah. It, well, I was, I was like messing up and it was just like, it just took it away from me and made it, made it play auto. <laughs> um, and then I was like, no, I want to play it. But then I just sounded horrible. Basically. Uh -huh. I just made the, the song sound, uh, sound bad. 
Um, it's interesting though, because I feel like that's in the game, but it it feels more like I don't know if if you played Last of Us Part Two, you know that there's some guitar stuff in that game, and it's very reminiscent of that. So if you if you mm-hmm. played that, you kind of know exactly what what Chia is pulling from, and I think it's it's okay. It's it, it doesn't <laughs> deliver the same emotional tone that that Last of Us Last of Us Part Two uses. Uh, music in such a way as to communicate stuff about the character's current emotional state mm-hmm. and their relationship to other characters. Like, for example, both both of the sequences that I can remember from Last of Us Part Two, where a character plays a song, they're playing it to someone else yeah, yeah. in a very specific way. Right. Not like, hmm. not just playing it in general. Right. And I think that's like kind of an interesting focal point for maybe what doesn't work for me about Chia. Because when Chia plays a song, I feel like it's Chia playing a song for me, yeah. the player, yeah. and it's just kind of showing me this 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 world and this music, yeah. which is great in like kind of a tourism type way. Yeah. But in Last of Us Part Two, we have the exact same mini game, but the point of it is to show me what the character yeah. feels about another character in the scene, yeah. and also to show me, especially with the the first scene in Last of Us Part Two. Um, is uh, Joel playing a song for um, Ellie, mm-hmm. if you're just familiar with Last of Us or whatever. Um, and in that moment, you're watching Joel play guitar, and you're like, this is not the same guy. Yeah, this is a completely, <laughs> this guy is, this is, it's, there's been some time, yeah. and this guy has changed. And you get that just from him playing a song. Yeah. Because if you've watched the show, right. or if you've played the, the first game only for some reason, Joel is not a very soft, like sweet guy he's not taking time to smell the roses we're singing a and song then suddenly we're our... catching back up to yeah. him and he's playing ellie a song yeah it, it really kind of grounds you in the stakes yeah. and, and and what sucks is i mean last of us would be like a prime example of a game that <laughs> without the violence wouldn't have the tension and it uses <laughs> the violence a lot very yeah. specifically to create that tension and I just, I really looked for something like that yeah. in, in Chia. Right. And I, I felt disappointed that I did not find it because I love the idea of being able to visit um, this, this world that is a real place yeah. that exists that I could go right. uh, there tangibly. Um, but as a game, I want something, yeah. something to be drawing me further into the experience. Um, one, th- one other thing that's sort of unrelated to this is that Chia has, I would say, a really bad habit of kicking me to a screen with text on it yeah. in order to teach me how to do various things in the right. game. And that is like not, it's just not the most elegant way to teach the player how to do stuff. Yeah. And I think it's forgivable in like a handful of situations, but it was happening a lot. It's to all me. the time. It's yeah, kind it's, of all the time. Right. Inste- instead, of, instead of Chia sort of learning stuff. And then me, the player, learning stuff along with Chia. Mm-hmm. It feels like the game sort of just needs to tell. The, I got it. It's like the game is like, we need to, hey, uh, player, let's meet in the dugout yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about how these mechanics work. Right. And a lot of times, I would say mechanically, game is not super complicated. No. So a yeah. lot of it could be like picked up, I think, a little bit easier. And I can understand if the developers were like, well, we wanted it to be very approachable for everybody right. so that everyone understands how to play it. But I just wish that was like a scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like let's watch, yep. let's watch Chia learn something that another character is, is teaching her, right. basically. Like, right. And that's maybe even a confusion that I have is, is Chia a player avatar type character <laughs> or is Chia a character? Yeah. And what is more important to, yeah. to the developer? I, I felt like I didn't get that. I think Chia is a character, but I agree that, that it is murky at best, it, that it's a, a bit odd. Um. I, I want to talk a, 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 some, uh, I feel like we've re- really painted the picture that there's like, there's flaws to this game. And I think everyone would know that because like, again, we've picked this as our indie game of the moment when clearly it's not, right? Like it's not of the moment. This is, this is mm-hmm. a game that came out this year and some people liked it. it. It's got good enough reviews. There were, there were some reviews out there that were very, very positive. Yeah, it, yeah. In fact. The Polygon review is, is in particular yeah. very, very positive. Yeah. And I think that comes from, I do think um, there are, there's a sort of, genre out there that people are trying to create more of which is that game without tension um and i think that's something that a a a small portion of the audience actually desires from some of these games 
And I agree that it leaves you sort of wanting like it like without any tension. There's yeah, like, like what am I meant to be doing? Mm -hmm. I do think and it's sort of like I mean, Animal Crossing has tension, but it also kind of doesn't in in certain aspects of it at the very least. Um, and I think there is something to the desire of players to want to just like. She feels like busy work mm -hmm. in the same way that Skyrim feels like busy work a lot yeah. of the time. Um, and, and that's my favorite why favorite games. <laughs> I mean, for me, actually, yes. And which is why I feel like something about this game makes me just like, OK, with all of that. Like, yes, mm -hmm. there is no tension, but I I found myself like just enjoying my playing sessions, even if I would be done with one and be like, I don't know what I did for the last two hours. Like, I didn't really do much of anything i didn't i didn't uncover anything i didn't you know nothing happened but i liked just being there uh i think maybe the one advantage chia has is it's so confident in telling you it really wants you to show you this stuff that sometimes that's just enough to like well then okay let me check it out what you wanted to show me i'll just yeah. i'll look at that next little environment i did have a couple moments though of, i i think there's some stuff hidden under there too that um because the game doesn't give you meaningful reasons to explore. Like you just have to explore for exploration's sake. Basically there's nothing yeah, yeah. you're going, it's not tears of the kingdom. You're not going to find a cool puzzle that then does something or some, it's not some game where you find a cool piece of gear. That's going to change things. You do find like outfits. You'll find stuff where it's like, Oh cool. I get yeah, to put yeah. a cool hat on Chia. Now Chia can do Chia can dress <laughs> up in a lot of really cool yeah, ways. Yeah. Uh, so as long as you're hooked by that, the only things to explore are just the world itself. But if you do give into that, there is some stuff in there. Like they've they've put in secrets. Yeah, there's like a treasure in, map. There's, I found there's a treasure, treasure map, map stuff yeah. that's cool, uh, and it takes you to some fun places. There's apparently just a T Rex walking around somewhere. It's a little like Easter eggy stuff like that mm -hmm. that you just have to be like, oh, cute and fun. I played this game for ten hours and I stumbled across ten things I just never would have expected were in there. At one point, I was like, you're tasked with like looking for pearls, and I actually spent way too long trying to figure out where any pearls were. I couldn't find any. And I finally get out to this. I just found a shipwreck mm -hmm. and I knew there were going to be pearls there uh, at, at a certain point. And so then it's like, OK, well, I'm just going to keep exploring this shipwreck. And it was actually really difficult to find the pearls, but it forced me to like fully explore this shipwreck. And again, there was nothing. I just found a couple chests with clothes in them. Right. But I got to explore all of the shipwreck and then I was done with that. And it was like it felt like I hundred percent. It felt like I checked something off the list of like I checked out all of that shipwreck. Right. Great. What a wonder. Okay, cool. I did that. Again, it, it provided nothing of substance to the rest of the playthrough, but I just got to do it. The, the other example I have is I was near sort of a, a, a main hub area, like in the city, and uh, I'm like climbing up these steps and I look over to the left and it's like down the hill is a building and I just see a helicopter land on the building. Mm -hmm. And I had no, I didn't even know helicopters were in this game. I hadn't gotten to the part of the game yet that like wants me to explore the industrialized area of this island. It's definitely right. like a later game scenario. But again, Chia's vibe is like, but you can do anything at any point, like whatever. You could yeah, go, yeah. you could go to the industrialized point. Again, there's nothing there. But the most intriguing part of the game was when I just hopped on that helicopter and rode it. And it took me to like this random factory and I had no story set up for why this factory existed. And I would later learn there's a story reason all these factories are here. I could have just been presented that. But it was more intriguing to just like be whisked away <laughs> to this factory. Yeah. And it was just this place of mystery. And at the same point that it was the most intriguing thing that happened to me, it also had that rug pull of like, but there's nothing here for you to do. Like there's you found this factory. Isn't that weird? Later, you'll figure out what this is all about, but there's no way to discern what this is about right now because the story hasn't opened up the actual stuff of this area yet. And I think that's the biggest flaw of Chia choosing to be a fully open world. I think it should have chosen, or I, I, not to tell the developers what to do, but, but where I think the game works best and how a player should play it is in each section when it really obviously puts you on an island do all of that island. Just explore. When it's on, when you're on the first big main island, do that whole island. Because the reality is, it's actually never going to bring you back here. It doesn't care that you, if you ever come back. Yeah. This yeah. is the level. This right. level is this island right now. Right. And do it all. And if you decide you're done exploring that level, be done with it. And you're going to go to the two smaller ones and then wait 
to do the industrialized island, even though that's the first place they drop you after like the, the tutorial stuff. They're like, you're going to go to this industrialized island. Don't actually do anything there until the game tells you. But then do too much of it. Do all of it because there's yeah. not going to be a reason to do it beyond that. And then the game goes a step further. When you beat the game, it's like, okay, now you can still hang out in the whole world. There's like a post-game epilogue sort of thing that is all that same level of like, but why would I keep... I don't know why I keep would keep doing any of this, but except for if I just want to, basically. Right. Yeah. It's a great game to play if you just want to. <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> that's, is, I think and that's is your what I point. wanted. Exactly. Yeah, it's very stupid in that way. If, like you ju if you just want to like this, you'll like it. Um. I, 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 well, I, I don't know if that's true, actually, because I, I definitely did not approach this game being like, I don't want to sure. like this. I was excited about, I was excited about playing uh, a game that, that was so, like, pretty and interesting, and I felt like in the trailer, they definitely showed, like, you know, the idea of playing something almost like Sable, uh, yeah. or like, like, I, I love the idea of the indie Breath of the Wild, even though I don't feel like any of them have really made good yeah. on on the point you know what i mean like right. it's like this is like breath of the wild but i'm not sure why mm -hmm. um and that that i could i kept coming back to that but one thing i do just to say just so that i have some positive things to say about it um i do feel like the characters are really fun yeah. and interesting yeah. uh and it they there's a lot of there's kind of a lot of unexpected humor in the game <laughs> yeah like a, as in like sometimes the humor feels like it sort of comes out of left field yeah um, there's an early gag that, uh, is like, there's like a paperwork gag <laughs> where Chia has to do like a bunch of, like has to fill out like a mountain full of paperwork. And then like the next person that comes in is the 1000th visitor. So they don't have to do any paperwork <laughs> and they get to go to what is presumably the end of the game. Right. Basically. Right. They just get to skip to it. Um, and that's really funny. Chia also has a little bit of a rowdy streak that I <laughs> wasn't, that I was like, there is some... Chia, Chia flips the bird a you, little bit. Like... You made mention earlier of it's not a violent game, except for when it totally is. It like, kind of is a violent we're game. We're cutting sometimes. the heads off of chickens and watching blood spray all over the place. Yeah. And, like... It's kind of funny. Like that. <laughs> it's not, at no point is it taking itself too seriously, That's is true. sort of the vibe of it. But in a way where you're like, it felt like it was, like the music was pretty serious. Like this was, this was good, wholesome stuff. And then it's not tasting it, taking its wholesomeness very seriously. I think is when Either. it's like yeah. a, is when it's a whiplash, basically. I think what I couldn't figure out too is like what age range yep. the game was for. I know because at first you kind of are like, oh, this is like a great kids game. Yeah, and no. then as it goes, it's kind of like I don't know. I feel like a kid would really struggle with this a little bit. Yeah, and then there's like stuff that I feel like yeah, especially even story stuff that I feel like a kid just like wouldn't really get, or maybe would get on like a surface level. Maybe it. Maybe it is kind of that Pixar thing of like kind of working on multiple levels. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's been a long time since I've been a kid at this point. You know, I'm a 33 year old <laughs> uh, little boy. Just kidding. Uh -huh. I'm still a kid and I know how it works. I don't get how adults think is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I think that Chia is a simple thing on the whole that just wanted to present itself to you and that that is both enough and also i don't fault anyone for it not being anywhere close to enough and you bouncing completely like it's like you i can understand you playing this game for about three hours and being like i haven't done anything i'm done right. i'm gonna set this to the side because right. i i do think that that is the vibe that it it puts off but i think if you just kind of enjoy the quaintness of it um like we didn't talk about some of the, like there's a lot of things where it's just like you can just do that. My, one of the first things that really hooked me when I was learning about this game and that I, as a player, don't interact with as much uh, because uh, I'm not just a super big photo mode person. Mm -hmm. But something that is hooking me by this game is that it has such a silly photo mode, which is to say the reason a photo mode doesn't really hook me normally is it's like, I don't know, I just have access to this like crazy tool set to do what? To just sort of like have a picture taken in the environment. But Chia, like turns that into a whole sort of mechanic which is to say Chia's camera is an old camera that is not a digital camera mm -hmm. and you have to go get film and you get to choose what kind of film stock you're going to use and that's going to affect the image quality in different ways yeah and then you can set up a frame and if you want Chia to be in the picture you can set up and turn on your timer and then you can leave the photo mode right walk around go stand in front of your camera 
and hope it turned out okay. Yeah, that's And then fun. you have to take the film roll to a store and get it developed, and then you look back at all the pictures you took. Yeah. And, like, that serves no purpose, but it's quaint, and it's just a nice little thing. It's like a nice little touch they put in there that's just like a funny, I get to treat myself to this thing. of like, I took a picture, and I'll see how it turned out later. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what I got out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um... What a, I don't know what else I could say about this yeah. game, Matt. I have no, I have no, no idea what else. I, I don't think there's much more to say. I, 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 oh, you know what? I'll talk about the map thing a little bit. I was about to bit. go into that, too. Yeah, the map thing is kind of cool. So you don't know where you're at on the map. Yeah. And I think, and, and, but however, anytime Chia, anytime Chia does something where you would definitively know where you're at, Chia, like, writes down on the map, yeah. like, where she was right. or whatever. Um, and so you kind of have, like there's sort of a, a mini a meta game happening yeah. of like I open my map and I don't know where I am so how do I figure out where to get to the next thing right the only issue I have with this is that you have a compass yeah. that just undermines that it, yeah. as far as the gameplay goes because the compass just tells you exactly where to go to get to your next objective yeah it's got so the I, waypoints on it basically. it's got waypoints on it and the yeah. waypoints just just teach you teach you the thing and also you can throw a pin down on the map wherever you want yeah and then it will appear on your compass. So if you think you sort of know where you're at and you throw a pin down, you might throw a pin down right on top of yourself right. and, now, and yeah. now you know. So I feel like there was almost a game yep. in that. There was almost some interesting story possi or uh, choice possibilities for the player yeah. in that. But because of the compass, it feels like it's kind of undermined a little bit. Right. And you can, I mean, you could, like you can choose to just do it. Like you can just like n essentially not use the compass, basically. Yeah. Like you you could make that game more interesting by like leaning hard into it, and you can go into the settings and like turn off waypoints and stuff. But it's interesting that those things start on. And furthermore to that, like your boat is always marked on the map. And I, what ended up annoying me is like I was kind of intrigued by the sailing is a little bit not to the extent of Sea of Thieves, but it is a little Sea of Thievesy where it's like you. There's a process of operating the boat. It's not right. just like you hop into the warthog and hit the direction it goes. Sure, it's sure. Like there's an operation, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll also have to orient myself on the map on the water, and that's going to be hard to deal with. Except my my boat is always marked on the map, which means when I'm in the water on my boat, I do know exactly where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> because my boat is there. And yeah, I I do think. I, I tried to lean hard into that, and I'm a, I, I've talked about this before. It's why I like Silent Hill, too. I love map stuff when, when the game mm -hmm. is about the map. That really, really hooks me. And I think I was doing that a lot. I wasn't using the compass in, in the first big exploration section. Yeah. I was just opening up the map and trying to orient myself and trying to figure out how to get from thing to thing. And I do think that's the most mechanical sort of synergy and fun I had the whole time, was like really letting the map lead the way because it's supposed to be you don't know exactly where you are or exactly what's going on even though we've done the ubisoft thing of putting a million waypoints on the map of all the collectibles you could grab you don't know where you are amongst those collectibles yeah so it's not a perfect sort of equation yeah it's true like you you but although you could always just throw a pin like i guess you can that's break it understand. for yourself yeah there's yeah, a lot I, of ways to break it for yourself that that negate the sort of yeah and I, I i just should not have played it that way but it 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 just felt like they were presenting me with with yeah i just felt like they were presenting me with these systems and it felt like they were all worthy of being used but yeah, yeah I, I don't know you, you had a similar bounce back on you described the rock thing earlier and you also didn't like how that felt where it's like yeah you given... told me you were so excited yeah. you were like there's this thing you can do where it just makes traversal really easy <laughs> and then the second i did it i was like well now we broke yeah getting around the island what's the point of the rest of the you have almost no reason to warp into anything else i think that's my biggest thing that i was upset about is there could have been like in world open universe puzzles. And there's a couple of them. There's like at one point it's like warp into a crab because the crab can break the chain on this thing and it unlocks yeah, yeah. the thing. Yeah. That happens like three times, but like there's so many animals you can warp into. It's like, I, yeah, the, to, to, to your point earlier of like, there could have been more puzzles. There could have, because you put in all this stuff that sort of hints towards this shark might be a solution to a puzzle later. This dolphin might be able to have a thing that it can do that unlocks right. the thing. You, right. and, but like none of that actually comes to fruition for the most part. You can you can warp into a bunch of birds and then you can just like poop on stuff. And that's you can that's poop on stuff. That's pretty good Matt, video game. You can poop on stuff. You can poop on stuff as a bird, which is pretty cool. And I don't want to <laughs> underestimate how important it is. Yeah. You know, it's like everybody's worried about it. Can you pet the dog? But can you poop as a bird? <laughs> can you bird poop? Should we rank this? 
Let's rank it. Let's rank it. Where do you want to rank it? <laughs> what? How do you feel? Um, I, uh, I, I don't want to be mean to such a nice game, so <laughs> I want to know where you want to rank it. I, uh, here, here was something you and I were talking about this, and I, there's, a, there's at least a conversation, I think, that we can have, uh, and, and it'll determine a direction we can go in. But you brought up Solar Ash. Yeah, that's when like we 74. were talking about this game. That's, that's 74. 74. I mean, we're, we're in the quite low. We, we've, we've struggled to say highly positive things today. I, I think, think you've said many positive things. I, so I, want you to rep I want you to represent your point of view. Sure. I don't want you to kowtow to me. But let's talk about that because uh, you said something uh, that you believe. Uh, we sort of both bounced off of Solar Ash to a certain extent. There were some expectations and then the game felt like it failed to deliver. But you said something that uh, that Solar Ash at least had moments of like kind of mechanical brilliance or something. I don't know. If I just felt like there were gameplay sections in Solar Ash where I was like, I get what, if, if the whole game had, if this had been the baseline yeah. and we built from here, I think this, this game would have been really good. There, there was a world in particular in Solar Ash towards the end of the game where I suddenly was very into what the game was doing mechanically. Yeah. And it felt like, uh, but it also wasn't very complex. Yeah. And I felt like, man, this could have just been what the game, what the game was. Yeah. And I never got that with Chia. I, ne I never, there was never a gameplay segment where I was like, this is what they should have zeroed in on. Mm -hmm. So that's why I feel kind of bad because I, I feel like I'm basically just saying like, I don't know, game should have had something. Not really sure what. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, and that feels weird to, yeah. to, to level that complaint against something. Yeah. Of just feeling like. You know, like I, I tried to interact with a piece of media that was very sincere, mm -hmm. that was trying to be very kind. And, you know, because of my horrible heart and bad brain <laughs> and how much of a big dumb, dumb loser I am, I was not able to see the beauty in its uh, spirit. Uh -huh. And I, I am here today as a failed human being that I failed to love Chia for what it is. <laughs> But you did, you um, because of my cold, dark, dead heart. <laughs> but you did love it for what it was. You love the parts of it that are what it is. You're just recognizing that there's many parts that are are nothing else. I don't know. I, I was just kind of bored, to be yeah. honest. I was wanting to have more fun with right, it. Right, right. So for me, both of the games, Chia and Solar Ash, to me, feel like tech demos. They both feel like indie games where they ran out of budget and they just needed to get this thing out there because the indie studio needs to survive. And so let's 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 put it out now, sort of. And with Solar Ash, to me, and, and like this is such a silly point because none of it is about like the game and how the game feels. But to me, Solar Ash feels like a we just need a stepping stone between Hyperlight Drifter and Hyperlight Breaker. And we just got to get this thing out. But we we sort of made this game. But. I just think a lot of it is going to be stuff that then we see in Hyperlight Breaker where it's like, okay, obviously this was like literally them testing stuff out for the next Maybe. Step. I and, don't know. And Chia feels somewhat similar of like we have these ideas of a way an open world game could operate. It could be you don't know where you are. You just have a map. And it could be that you, uh, you know, you, you don't have like specific goals. You just get to explore the environment. But it sort of doesn't, do all of that essentially and it feels yeah. like there could be a follow-up to this that is much better or someone who is inspired by chia to make a more meaningful game and for me chia wins out because at least it at the end the game itself is still about something that i find really meaningful and fun to have engaged with whereas solar ash was like a bunch of techno babble and like loud synth music that like goods i mean i like the music in solar ash yeah but, i like the music too i like the music, in Chia. The music? What, I, what i'm saying is it solar ash to me felt a lot more empty in the in that spirit of it it felt like they just had to get it written and get it out and get it done and and chia feels like they had to get it done but the the core conceit was still successful they wanted to share this the the culture of new caledonia and mm -hmm. i do think the game shares the culture of new caledonia i think it succeeds at seemingly its main goal the flaw of the game is its main goal is not the game it's not yeah, that concerned about being a video game is it crappy of me if my response to that is if i think it would have done a better job of sharing new caledonia had the gameplay been more compelling like is uh, oh, that is I, that I is true. that a 
Is that a crappy opinion no. to be like if the game had had focused the the gameplay if the gameplay aspect yeah. had drawn me in, I feel like I would have felt like I was interacting with this world in a right. more textured real sense instead of feeling kind of just like uh like an absent visitor right. you know like yeah. someone just walking through uh a, a world and looking at it and and you know seeing like oh it's 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 beautiful but like I want to interact yeah. you know yeah. I I because the thing is I could just go to New Caledonia <laughs> right. let me tell you that would blow Chia out of the water. Yeah, absolutely. There's no right. way. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way Chia would stand up to an actual trip to New Caledonia. <laughs> like not even a little bit. Right. But if Chia had been a had been a game, yeah. a real game game, then I would have gotten to feel like I was interacting yeah. with New Caledonia in a way that I would not be able to in real life. In real life, yeah. I would go to New Caledonia. As a you know, as a tourist, right. as a visitor, but you, I mean, maybe you, I'd get you would up get to, to some inter- business. You'd get to interact know. more because you'd at least get to like talk to a person. Well, sure. This yeah, is I, very much. I, I agree with this point because it's Chia is them presenting you with it, but it's not actually engaging with it meaningfully. Uh, like because again, the music is good, but me playing the music isn't good. Me, I, I'm not playing the music with the game. Actually, right. I'm yeah. sort of doing a really haphazard rhythm game, uh, and. Uh, there's a, there's a I don't know if you got to the part where it's not a ukulele song. There's there's also like a a traditional New Caledonian uh, dress, and you you wear these. Uh, I don't remember the names of the instruments. Uh, I'm sorry, but there's things you wear on your feet, and you have uh, oh, branches yeah, yeah. that you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that, I I remember. That that. Game, well, they're not branches; they're like leaves. They're aren't leaves. They? Yeah. But the the thing you do in that one is literally it's a rhythm game, but your only options are up and down. Like yeah. it's the most simple rhythm. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Donkey Konga, basically. Yeah, sure, sure. There are two inputs, and like that whole thing is like this is not an interesting rhythm game, but this is an interesting culture you're presenting to me. But that's all you're actually doing. You're pretending this is a game. And mm-hmm. the game isn't making me, if I could actually engage with this, this dance and this, all of this, it would maybe draw me in closer to it. But instead, I'm watching it and taking your, taking the developer's fervor for it to heart. That's the only thing I can do is just keep trusting that the developer really loves this. I keep thinking about Outer Wilds because yep. Outer Wilds is not based on a. Right. It's not about a real place. Yeah. Um, but spoiler. <laughs> well, spoiler. Outer Wilds not a real thing. <laughs> but the thi- and they're totally different games. So this is this sure. is completely unfair. However, Outer Wilds is like silly science fiction culture stuff. Yeah. And I know a lot about it. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. a lot of weird details you were about it. Because I was it. engaged yeah. with it. Yeah. Because I, 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 and I, it's not surface stuff. It's not just like, oh, this looks, the, how, l- just focusing on how it looks. It's like you learn about not even just the, you know, I mean, well, I don't want to, I, I would rather die than spoil <laughs> any of <laughs> we, Outer Wilds. We can but, never do an episode about that game, even though I really Oh, we want never to. will. There's yeah. no way I'll we ever will. I'll play it and we'll rank it, but we will not do an episode I'm about it. I'm <laughs> terrified to have you play Outer Wilds, to be honest, Matt. I, like, the idea of you playing Outer Wilds is uh, not worth it. That's what I would say. <laughs> it's honestly not worth it, y'all. Uh, got, what, just for a podcast episode? No, thank you. <laughs> I would rather Outer Wilds stay on the shelf where I can just look at it and be like, oh, I love you so much. <laughs> um, but the thing about Outer Wilds is it, it made me learn real textured stuff uh-huh. about the world that it was set in in a way that, I, yeah, I, I felt like I was watching uh, Chia. Yeah. But we've danced around it, Matt. What do you, where do you want to place this is the question I opened with, and well, I my, did not get an answer. My point was I want it to go above Solar Ash, and I know specifically you don't want it to go above Solar Ash. Like, I know that you like Solar Ash more. I did like Solar Ash more, but the list is, yes. is a, a fickle, complicated, strange <laughs> beast. Right. It, it is a Frankenstein's monster, yeah. uh, and it, is getting, it has tendrils and li- ligaments, and yeah. it, 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 yeah. is, it is... All over. It's taking over the city. It's taking uh, <laughs> over the city. It, it, will, it will kill the city. But I do think getting past Solar Ash, there are more things above Solar Ash that are uh, similar in it's great or it's important, but uh, there's a lot of Grand Theft Auto 3, Anachronox, sort of. Anachronox is also like a sort of empty shell of a game that is also oh, deeply no, interesting. Oh, no, no, stop. Anachronox is fraud. It's not supposed <laughs> to be there. Stop. D- don't do that. 
but it's there because Paul did fraud. You no, you were a part of it too. I have I, to say, I, you no, bought in. I you w- bought in wholeheartedly to the fraud of an listen, acronym. Listen, listen. I you allowed, cheered Paul on. I did cheer Paul on, and and I feel good about cheering Paul on, and I don't take it back. Okay, there's no one I'd rather cheer for, <laughs> but it it was just it it it's not. Yeah, it doesn't belong there. <laughs> it really doesn't. And, you know, like to me and in my version of the list, like Anachronox is much lower. Yeah. And Chia is is Chia is above Anachronox on my list. There's no right. way to 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 back up. Sure. Anachronox is like it. I mean, it's it's just gesturing at at uh, it's almost worse because Chia is like, here's a game world. But I didn't feel connected to to any of the like systems. Yeah. Anachronox is like. Here's a full game that never really kind of becomes a game. Like it, that never really like and it's got all of it. Uh, yeah. All of it's already there. Yeah. It just ne- none of it really feels good. Right. Um so yeah, no, we can put it above Anachronox. I don't I don't care well, about yeah, that at all. We I can mean, put it above Grand Theft Auto 3. I don't I don't yeah, care. The the flaw of all that is where Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 is for me, but I think what I wanted to get up to is at least a conversation about Advance Wars or Descent because both of those are also games I think both of them are much are much more mechanically rich, obviously. Yeah. Than Chia. Yeah. Um. However, I do think I feel like the honestly the world of both of them is much uh emptier than I feel about Chia. Like I do still I enjoy the vistas of Chia. I like the 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 things that are gonna stick out in my mind uh fill me with more joy than than any joy I ever felt with Advanced Wars and Descent. But my I'm bringing these two up because I see perfectly valid arguments for Chia to not go above these. So I'm saying it's not going to go above uh, the stuff right above that. Mirror's Edge, Forza Horizon 5, even Darkest Dungeon. I see all of those are more. Uh, more I just want to know what's what is the highest you would put? I, I'm just trying to get an idea. The of highest where, I would put it is the highest I personally would put it is right above Darkest Dungeon because I super bounced off with Darkest Dungeon despite mm-hmm. recognizing darkest dungeons clear intentionality and and success <laughs> like that's a funny darkest com- dungeon let, I, is a better game then. than i am open to yeah uh, let's have that conversation because darkest dungeon is a game that is almost entirely game yeah like it's all just game right and there is world and there is story but even story is a little more generated by the player yeah. than it is like even put on you although right. i mean it is there um and darkest dungeon also has got a dark sensibility yeah um and even maybe sometimes a little too dark or dark in ways that i'm kind of like ah, too it, dark for me for it's, sure it pushes me out i mean yeah. that's the thing is the, yeah. the vibe of dark ascension completely i would engage with it more mechanically if i didn't feel like the game didn't want me around so bad because of how just dark and malevolent it is and that's the point but for me it pushes me away yeah and then and then on the other side of it chia very it's it's pleasant, it's light, it's beautiful, uh, but I mean, I, it's hard to interact with something that that has that isn't pushing the player to to do things for reasons. Right. right. Whereas Darkest Dungeon is like all. I mean, it's survival. Yeah. It's just like right. you need to do this. Like, right. Like, how, think about how many decisions you make playing Darkest yeah. Dungeon uh, versus like how many decisions you might make an entire gameplay or an entire playthrough of. Of Chia. Yeah. Now, obviously, exploration. You can always argue that exploration is is choice. That right. that is player choice. But I would say, if the tension is turned all the way down, it. I'm just following my my bliss. Yeah. Uh, and what is more important? Is it vibes or is it choices? Because I feel like this is a vibe versus choices thing. Yeah. I would probably say uh, choices for me, but I I I'm down to give it to to Chia and say that if the vibes are strong enough then choice don't yeah. matter baby. Well, I, I but I think the big linchpin for me is the sense of I I have a feeling that I know I did Darkest Dungeon dirty. Like I know I didn't give it its due diligence. Um, I don't think you would like it more if you gave it its due but, diligence. But I so. have a desire to give it a second chance even if a even if a little bit. And I think I would even look on it a little bit more favorably, not wildly more favorably, but I think I would like it a little bit more uh if I tried it on easy mode and and just gave it another go basically. Mm-hmm. Um whereas to make this a list about two people, I don't think anything could meaningfully change your feelings 
about Chia because you did experience all of what the game has to offer. As a person who did much more of the game than you, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, you definitely experienced all the game has to offer. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And I I didn't experience all that Dark's Dungeon has to offer, and I know that, and I know there's more. And so I do think Darkest Dungeon is something is is a bridge Chia can't cross. I I, I do I, mm. I, I I feel that way about it. I I would be all right with it to be honest because <laughs> I just think that I think that for I think you like Chia more than I like Darkest Dungeon. Mm. So I would rather frame it in a positive light, okay. in that it's it's about like who connect because I mean it's not like I was like Darkest Dungeon is awesome, right? Uh, it That's was true. just like. I felt like we t- we were talking so bad about that game on the episode yeah. that it made me feel like we weren't giving it a fair shake. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But uh, do I feel like we've given Chia a fair shake? Absolutely. I I I feel like like I feel like I'm coming away from this conversation being like I don't think we left anything out about Chia. Yeah. And I think you really connected with it. Right. Uh, and I would rather highlight that sure. than highlight you know, how, how like, in, like, a shameful way, like, well, we're going to be nice to Darkest Dungeon because we feel like we messed up. If we want to fix that someday... That happens we, later. That happens later, and but it involves a day where we play Darkest Dungeon. It's right. not a day where we're playing Chia and yeah, being yeah. like, on Chia's day, we right. should be nice to Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. Well, um, so, I do, I appreciate that, because I think, I think I'm always giving caveats for my own opinions, but I like a game that's just inviting to me, even if it's not inviting me with enticing mechanics it's literally just a game saying will you please play me and that's actually all it's doing is saying will you please play me that that works on me is what i've learned like i i like the vibe of chia i like the just like no there's not a lot of game here but if you're cool with just like going from waypoint to waypoint and sort of like just dangling about it's i think it's good for that and the biggest thing for me is it's not intimidating. It's not an intimidating scale. We're about to do our Tears of the Kingdom episode. That's coming up in a, in a matter of weeks. And my big fear with the Tears of the Kingdom episode is like, there's no way I'm going to play enough of the game ever in my life to feel like I like had any sense of completion with it or whatever, or any sense of like, I, I, I am nervous about Tears of the Kingdom because it's so big and this is how i felt about elden ring i get intimidated by the sheer scope and scale of these games that are just like you're gonna play these for hundreds of hours Mm -hmm. and i like that chia is this open world thing that you are so you you will be done within 10 hours you want you definitely will be done playing it within 10 hours and it's not going to ask you to play it forever and ever and ever it doesn't have enough to offer you that I take comfort in that, and I think other gamers don't. Like I, I understand why that's not a desirable trait for a lot of gamers, but for me, it is. I like that I can c- call it done with a uh, an open world Ubisoft style game that's like eight hours, and that's it. I think there's a lot of games that are too long. Yeah. If if that's the argument you want to make, I th- I think I'm I'm open to that. But I think like games like I think there are games that that make their case for. Uh, their own length, and yeah. I, I would include Elden. R- I mean, I think oh, Elden sure. Ring and and Tears of the Kingdom both make that case by just being so full of yeah. of stuff, right? Um, and and it's not you know, especially Tears of the Kingdom. I felt like Breath of the Wild had a lot of kind of uh, I would say almost n- like nothing space or mm-hmm. like zero space where right. they're where they're really the world was big, but it didn't add so much to it. And thus far, I, I mean, I haven't experienced, I mean, I'm probably like 10 or 15 hours into Tears of the Kingdom at this point, and I, I ain't had a moment where <laughs> I didn't feel like Nintendo hadn't, like, walked over here and was like, oh, what's this part of <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. feels, it has, it's large and massive, but yeah. feels uh, handcrafted, which is kind of the same way that Elden Ring felt right. to me of, like, that, and I mean, that had a lot to do with you know, Elden Ring's way of making you interact with the world was combat. Yeah. And the fact that all of that was so well thought out yeah. and so deeply considered, right. uh, it was just kind of mind blowing to yeah. me. Yeah. Um and yeah, I mean I think I I, I think Chia could have had something equivalent. I just think because there was a there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there that like I don't I, 
a game about like navigation mm-hmm. would be cool. Yeah, exactly. And the map stuff was really interesting. And I'm disappointed that I played it wrong or whatever. But I think had I played it, even if I had played it right, I feel like the map still wasn't yep. a whole game. Absolutely. You know? It still would have felt shallow. And there's, there's, there is a game in there that I think we'll have at some point. And maybe there's, I mean, there's probably a game that exists out there that's like a, a, an open world, but you have to do orienteering yourself kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, if anything, too, part of that is how I feel about upcoming Sea of Thieves is I, I also enjoy the sort of just like open ended, like the process of traversal is sort of supposed to be the fun of it. That's also got its own shallowness. But like, I want more games like that. I like I like games that are just like. Navigation and traversal are the game. It's not about the destinations at all. It is about the like. The process of doing that. Yeah, um, I think that's that's something that that hooks me. And even if Chia was only teasing it, it was enough for me to be like, ah, well, I'm on its side at least because it's it is sort of point. It gives me access to being able to do that, even if I can also rob myself of that experience because they put too many tools into it or whatever. Yeah, you're not. I feel like tension is very much negotiable for you as yeah, far as in a game. Absolutely. Like, it's not that you hate tension in general, yep. but like generally speaking, like tension doesn't you don't have to. No. You don't have to have it. I think games with great tension will always rank higher for me. I think our, I think the top of our list shows that. I mean, it's, it is all, you know, tension, and, the, and even the top of my own personal list is like the the stuff that nails tension does in the end rank higher. But I don't think I devalue a lack of tension. I think yeah. I, I think that's still a middle of the road thing for me. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's enough to have no tension for me. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a sur- Kirby Kirby uh what is it called? What's the Kirby game that we played? Superstar. Superstar. Kirby Superstar. Yeah. It's kind of a Kirby Superstar situation yeah. where yeah, if you can kiss your friends, that's what Love it. that's what's important <laughs> is is being able to kiss your friends. Um now Matt, I heard uh I was actually recently listening to a podcast called Old Gamers Almanac. Uh and there was an episode uh, that these two guys did. These two guys I like a lot. Uh they did this episode on Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. Great episode, really liked it. It opened with one of them being like, they were talking about this guy that wasn't there and being kind of a jerk. Uh, and we're just kind of like, and they started saying that I off off of the mic say that you are the main character of the show. No, you that say it on the mic. I, I, have, I don't think I've ever said it on mic and I don't think anyone would back you up in me <laughs> having said that. Because here's the thing, Matt. When we're not recording, you're constantly saying that you are the main character of the show. <laughs> and I'm letting the freak. audience know. You're such a freak right now. I, I no, that when, when we're done, Matt is always like, I am the main character. And I'm like, Matt, what, what do you mean? And then you'll be like, get back in your cage. you know. <laughs> and then I got to get in there with Birdie. It's me and your dog, Birdie. And you're just in there walking around, just yelling all day. I'm the main character. One time you called me an NPC. You're like, I don't think... I was trying to make a choice for the show, and you're like, I don't think NPCs should be making those types of calls. That's something you said. Now give me a quest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, like, uh, just, I mean, and this is just my way of letting you know, Matt, when I'm not on the show, it's not like I just don't listen to those episodes. So just letting you know, Matt, I'm always listening. <laughs> Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac. Oldgamersalmanac.